Sing a song, it's been far too long. Oh my gosh, it has been extremely, extremely too long. Lady Jane, what you think about that? Oh my, I'm just excited to be back, aren't you? Yeah, I am a little bit. Yeah. I am a little bit. Um, Listen, so crazy right now. If you're looking on Facebook, um, you know, feel free to comment. I'm watching the Facebook myself, so you feel free to comment. And uh, do your thing. But, oh man, it's been too long, too long, too long. And I am excited, nervous, <laughs> anxious, all at the same time because of the fact the matter is that you on that show is back and I've been wanting that show to come back for far too long. But before I get into all of that, let me introduce the powerhouse that I have on the Chew on That show this time around. Oh my gosh. Okay, so um, we lost Professor X. Aww, miss yeah. you Professor X. Uh, yeah, Professor X, we wish you well on all your endeavors, so forth and so on. Um, <coughs> however, we do have a powerhouse. And when I say a powerhouse, I mean a powerhouse. First of all, we have, of course, me, Mr. Randy Chew. Mr. Chew on that himself, you know what I mean, a.k.a. Big Daddy of Radio, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and then we also have, my anchor woman has always held me down since the beginning of Chew on that, Lady J. Well, 
hello, hello, hello. You know me, just holding Mr. Randy Chu on, on his left side now, right? Well, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You was always yeah. on the left. You was always to the left. You was always on the Beyonce. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, you know, I have the wonderful, the magnificent. I call her my aunt. Yeah. I don't know why. I just feel like she would be my aunt. But she's the men's advocate, ladies and gentlemen. Linda Gross is with us. In the house. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> now, don't nobody mess with auntie. Because you will see the bad side of Randy Chu. I promise you that. Oh. <laughs> and I have a special guest on the line with us also. Goes by the name of Joe Recca. What's up, Joe? How you doing, sir? Hey, hey, hey. What's happening? How you doing, brother? How's oh, everything? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Um, our other special guest will be calling in about 15, 20 minutes. The voice of reason himself, my mentor in radio, Zoe Williams, mm. um, will be calling in to chime in on today's topic. But before we get into today's topic. Before we get into all the seriousness and all the talking and blah, blah, blah. You know what we got to do. We got to allow Lady J to get her current events out so where we can all comment on the current events that's going on. Now, if you're watching by Facebook, the number to dial is 563-999-3098. That's 563-999-3098. Lady J, take us in. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, welcome back, everybody, and welcome to the the new uh, newcomers on the. And they're not really newcomers, but to the Randy Two Show. Hi, DT. Hi, Joe. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Good. So, as I was preparing for these current events, I just thought, you know, some of them are funny. You know, I try to come from a a jokingly perspective. So, uh, how many of you like just remember when you used to go to like amusement parks when yeah, you were a kid? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I know for me, I was always at an amusement park, but there was one that I never got to go to. What's that? It was Neverland. Who? The, the Michael Jackson's estate, his Neverland amusement park. I don't think you want. I don't think you. <laughs> So, I was like, you know, I never got to go, but, you know, it's been well, almost eight years since Michael Jackson passed away, and yeah. literally his ranch, or Neverland, has been on sale ever since then. Really? For how much? Right. So, it started out at $100 million. It started out at $100 million. It started out at oh, $100 million. <laughs> and then, because it hasn't been selling, they had to change the name, so now they changed it to the Sycamore Valley Ranch. Don't even know what that means. But it's out in California. Okay. And then they deducted the price by $33 million. So now it's $67 million. $67 million? $67 million for Neverland. I don't think I want to go there. <laughs> they had like the I've carnival I've heard some carousel. tremendous stories about Michael Jackson and <laughs> little boys. Little allegedly. boys, yeah. Look, yeah. Mike. Yeah, no, Michael never, ne- Michael never should have opened Neverland. Ne- Neverland should have never opened. That's what it should be called. Never opened. It should have never been opened. <laughs> is what it should have been called. Michael, look, me and look, look. I, I I got love for Michael Jackson, but me and Michael are the same age. We the same age, right. and there's no way in the world I'm gonna have kids over to the house. 
see all up in the up in the sleeping bag, zipped up in the sleeping bag with 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 kids and taking showers with kids. I mean, you know, I don't think I don't think Michael did anything wrong. I just think he was inappropriate to do that. I mean, I'm, we're the same age. I'm not gonna be in a shower with a kid. I'm not gonna be up in a tree branch with a kid. I seen him on TV. He, uh, some of There's nothing wrong with being up in a tree, but, except if you're fifty. Not if you're fifty. Did you say a tree branch, Joe? <laughs> he was in a tree. He was. They interviewed him. They they went to Never Neverland. They interviewed Michael. Who was sitting up in a tree branch. Oh. And he said, "There's nothing wrong with being sitting in a tree." I'm like, "No, it's not if you at five, but not at 50. Oh man. Wow. You know how did you how did you even get up that tree anyway? We the same age. I can't climb a tree. Yeah, but you, you know, know we but made... he just—he just—he just, he just, he said Neverland should have never been. It should have never been Neverland. It's just you know, come on. Well, I know, you know for me, just... I just wanted to know what it was like to go outside and have an amusement park outside your house. <laughs> um, oh yeah, no, go go to go to yeah, go to King's Dominion. Trust me, it's <laughs> safer, much better. The rides, the better rides over there. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if Michael had inspected inspecting those rides. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? You taking a risk on them tread on rides with Michael. You know, right. go to go to go to King's Dominion or, or Williamsburg, Six Flags or whatever. You go there; it's a safer ride. Oh my gosh! So Michael, so what? So if you had an amusement park outside your house, what would be in it? A Ferris wheel, carousel. All right, let me just let me just keep it a hundred. <laughs> if I had. <laughs> if I had a music park, uh, it would have um, somebody on Facebook says that that Michael Jackson said that he was Peter Pan. Oh no! Oh, bro. <laughs> well, that explains yeah, he how he got that, up in yeah. the tree. He said that. <laughs> he up there with all well, the you know, he boys. he said that. You know. Michael yeah, that's where the name Neverland comes so, from. It's from the Peter Pan story. Fantasy, oh, okay. Peter Pan and all that sort of thing. Oh, wow. Well, that helps mm-hmm. me understand Michael that. a little bit. Yeah. I was a Michael fan, though. You was? Yes. I was, I was too. But it's something about Michael and Prince that I, I, I love their music. Yeah. But them, like, Prince is the only dude I know that can dress just like your woman and take your woman. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> And he, you don't even know. <laughs> he got the same outfit as your wife got on, and he can go home with your wife. Like, yeah. I don't... Yeah, anyway. So listen to your music. No, you're right, you're right, you're right Randy, because my ex used to be crazy about Prince. My, oh, my ex, she loves some Prince. Oh, my gosh. Um, so if I, let, me, let me answer this real quick. So, so if I had an amusement park, I would have a bar... Gotta have alcohol there. I'm okay. sorry. We gotta have it. Whether it's wine or hard liquor, it don't matter. Okay. Um then we gotta have food there. I'm talking about wings and things. <laughs> I'm a I'm a fat boy. We gotta have that. We gotta have a bunch of roller coaster rides. We gotta have paintball shooting. Okay. BB gun shooting. Um we gotta have uh we gotta have a section called the carnival where you just beat a lot of uh hard-headed kids with a belt 
Okay, I about to say it sounds like you was having oh, an adult entertainment amusement park. Oh, I, I probably would. <laughs> right. You know, but I you being kids yeah, in the middle exactly. of that about? Because <laughs> Rand, that's gonna have to be for adults. The kids, how the kids gonna order liquor? How they order all the alcohol? You gonna get? You gonna lose your liquor license <laughs> right. at the park? Oh yeah. Listen, you know, I go it's by the, I go, I go by the rules <laughs> of Germany and, and and all those other places where you can be like seven years old and have a beer. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, well, you better you better well Randy, you better open it in Germany. Don't don't open it in the United States because you're gonna lose your liquor license, you're gonna get fined <laughs> and a whole bunch of other stuff gonna happen to you. You got you got liquor with kids around. Oh man, you just I'm gonna Yeah, no, nah, that's not gonna work. I'm gonna put the amusement park in Linda's name. That way um everything will come out nice and good. <laughs> oh, oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> but clearly it sounds like it's so a Linda, uh, Linda, Linda gotta go to Linda gotta go to they might not have have the right realtor. They should hire the uh, the realtor that sold the uh, Playboy Mansion. Oh. That that originally was going up for sale for two hundred million dollars. Mm. So I don't know if you guys watched the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but the husband of one of the housewives sold that place and got it done. Oh, right. that must have been Kyle Richards' husband. What's his That's right. Oh, okay. No wonder why okay, he's up on bank Lady right Jay now. Lady right. J up on her game. Right. Yay. All right. Well, moving on from that topic, you know, the world is becoming, like, so high-tech now. Everybody's getting things from everything from, like, their purchases online. So we have another store closure. Uh-oh. So, you know, of course, it's been Kmart already, it's been JCPenney, it's been Sears, it's been Outback Restaurant, and it's been Macy's and Family Christian Bookstore. But now there's one called Crocs. Did you, did you know that Crocs had a store? Who? <laughs> exactly. Crocs. Like, you know, the feet, the Crocs that you put on your oh. feet. Oh. They had stores. I never knew that they had stores. I thought Listen, they were just something that was sold in stores. I'm going to say this on live on air right now. So I took me and my family, we went down Disney World. Me, my wife, my kids, my mother, my father, my grandmother, and my uncle. We all just one big happy family just went down there like we was the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Yo, I paid $40 for some Crocs. <laughs> what? They must be expensive. Because they had Mickey Mouse shapes in them. <laughs> what? The hell! <laughs> you still got 40, them? I still I wore them joints. <laughs> I wore them till the first time it snowed in Maryland. <laughs> I promise you, I did. Get your way into it. Yeah, I'm gonna get my way into it. But they're closing like over 160 stores. They've have like over 500 stores, and they bring in about 44 million dollars a year. I was I didn't know that Crocs was was on the move like that at one point. Linda, can you explain the men, the men's advocate? Can you explain to me why white people like Crocs so much? I don't understand they're, it. They're ugly. <laughs> just kind of like the boots. You know, the, oh, wow. the the word Ugg boot really is short. It's Australian for the word ugly. They didn't think they were going to sell. They're wow. just ugly. Like you, when you just want to go home and crash and just put on whatever, put on your sweatpants. Um, you know, you don't want to go through effort. You know, it takes some effort to wear high, some nice style and high heels, right? Right. So the Crocs, you just slip them on and you don't care what you look like. Oh, my God. So there was those on-the-go shoes that must be comfortable. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, finally. You, you can get them wet. You, know? you wonder why they <laughs> Do some gardening, whatever. <laughs> get them in the mud. What you, what, Joe, what you say? <laughs> 
Now, I was wondering why they, why they closed. I mean, if they, you know, they were popular and they made that much money. Oh, they Brand, said that Brandy, you must have been the only one that bought the cross. You must have been the only brother that bought the, bought the cross. <laughs> <laughs> I probably was. But they said sales are down, so that's why they're closing over 160 stores. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I, I'm with you. I didn't know they had a physical store. Right. Over I thought you just bought them online or bought them, you know, at Macy's yeah, or whatever. That's what I thought, too. Like, you know, Target or Walmart. And you know what? Target and Walmart are staying strong because out of these other stores, they haven't even been referred to as closing anything down. They probably putting more up than they closing down. I know. Yeah. I know that down the street, Radio Shack is closing. That hurt my heart. Oh, yeah. Radio Shack. Radio Shack. Yeah, yeah I get a lot of stuff from Radio Shack. I'm a tech geek. Right. I get a lot of stuff from Radio Shack. But the good thing about it is, you know. Oh, go ahead, Joe. No, well, you, you, what, what I'm saying about radio shack because you can go to Best Buy and get that stuff a lot cheaper. That's true. Yeah. That's true. You can go to Best Buy and get get some better stuff or a cheaper price. Radio Shack and stuff is high, so you know. Just go to Best Buy. You ain't gonna miss out on. You ain't gonna lose nothing. Right. You ain't gonna, you ain't gonna miss. You ain't gonna, you gonna miss nothing going to Best Buy. He must got a guy there that know that he know. Yeah, really yeah. Like, yeah. Joe, Joe got the plug. He ain't trying to let people know what the plug is, though. Yeah, no, no. Best Buy, Best Buy does good, good stuff. I love Best Buy. My daughter, we love Best Buy. You know, they get a lot of stuff out of Best Buy. So, I always found Radio Shack is a little pricey. It's a little high. Well, they're going out of business now. We might can put up a team and rob them. The rest of this stuff ain't going to press charges. Nah, then you'd be called a refugee. There you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, my bad. Go ahead, Lady J. All right. Well, last and well, yeah. Lastly, is everybody you know is all in uproar about Trump being president, and you know there's so many secret meetings going on behind the scene of who's going to be the next president. So everyone is now moving forward with a 2020 vision for presidency, right? Well, a recent interview says that guess who can be potentially running in 2020. Who? Oprah. Who? Oprah. Someone asked her if she yeah, would I, be I, willing to run for president, you know, a couple years ago, and she was like, no, definitely not. But then now that Trump's been in office and he's working on his 100 days of being in office, another, you know, she had an interview and she said something she will consider. So I'm like, she said if he can do it, then maybe she can do it too. So... Who would you vote for president in 2020? <laughs> uh, let's ask Joe and Linda. Joe, you go first, and Linda, then I'll comment after that. Oh my God! I I I like Oprah. I don't, I don't know if I would vote for her for president, uh, but I mean, you know, I, I feel like she could probably do a better job than Trump. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think she's out of she's not out of touch with people. You know, middle middle class. You know, Trump is everything he's doing is just for rich wealthy people like himself. So uh, um, I don't I don't know that I would. I mean Kanye when Kanye West yeah. talking about running yeah, for president. Kanye too, yeah. So you got Oprah and Kanye as your choices. Kanye you don't know what he want to do with life. <laughs> One minute Kanye want to rap, the next minute he's psycho. I promise you, the next thing Kanye gonna do, he's gonna be transgender. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, 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 goodness! His wife goes. Oh, 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 Lord, you didn't go. You didn't go there, did you? I did. He's, I got, a, he's got a sister-in-law who can mentor him, right? <laughs> get, get that Caitlyn thing going. Right. Oh, oh god. So we got. Uh, 
with this. So we got adult. I mean, Randy's going to be having an adult entertainment amusement park. Yep. He's going to be walking around in his Mickey Mouse cross. Yep. And he's going to be voting for <laughs> Kanye for president. Kanye Wester. Oh, okay. The female the version female of version. Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> What? KK for K- short. KK for short. Oh, Auntie has. K A K A K K. Right, DC. Right. His name gonna be Kanye Kardashian by the time they finish with. Have you oh. noticed that all the Kardashians, they 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 are the excellent brand builders. Let me tell you. Yes, why. they are. They took their bodies, right, and made, made millions. millions. Yeah. It started with the mama though. She's the manager. Think about it. The mama was there in the OJ trial. <laughs> Letting that thing loose. Wait. <laughs> Can you get your life right now? Okay, I'm sorry. Let me shut up. Okay, anyway. Well, look, that wraps up Lady J's current events. It's been a pleasure, and Joe, I'm so ahead, excited Joe. to be back. Go ahead, Joe. Speak your mind, Joe. Well, about, 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 uh, about, Oprah, about Oprah running for president? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, she's look. She's run all her. She's run all her companies. She's got plenty of companies she's run. She's. Uh, I mean, she probably could do just just as well a job as as Trump. I don't know what the opinion about her being a president would be. I mean, look, if they didn't put, if they didn't, if they didn't put uh, Clinton, you know, in in office, I don't know if they're gonna be ready for. Oh, look, we can't even look. They can't. They supposed to put. Um, they supposed to put Harry Tubman on the twenty dollar bill. It seemed like they would have did that uh, in February. Here it is, March. Andrew Jackson still on that. Look, uh, uh, Harry Tubman made her way to freedom, but she can't make her way onto the twenty. And um, they, they're talking about they talking about they're gonna put her. So you talking about Oprah for president? They can't look. They can't put look. They put my picture on a flyer for comedy shows in five minutes. Why they can't put Harriet's picture on the twenty dollar bill? How long they think it's gonna be twenty twenty before they can do that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then somebody said, "Well, somebody said, well, Harriet wasn't a pre- Harriet Tubman was never a president. Well, neither was uh, neither was Ben Franklin, but he owned a one hundred dollar bill. And what what did he do? He flew a kite during a thunderstorm, like they got electrocuted, and and and, and uh, they, they they he didn't have no waiting time. They didn't wait no time before they put him on a hundred dollar bill. Why Harriet got to wait till twenty twenty to get on a on a, on a twenty dollar bill?" Just make a new bill and just put somebody on it. I mean, can't they do that? Listen, <laughs> listen, real quick. Um, uh, listen, real quick. We're going to take a quick break. If you want to call in, the number to dial is 563-999-3098. If you want to talk to us, press 1, and that would, chi- that would let us know that you're actually calling to talk to us live on the air. Listen, we're going to take a quick break. When I get back, though... We are going to have all of the guests here. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, my special guest will be here. Um, So don't go nowhere. We'll be right back.
Now I was dreaming about a deal at the age of 13. I was feeding for the meals, I ain't talking burger king. Some of my niggas in the field, all they did was surfing. Skills, I had skills all day rehearsing. The pretty boys had them jails, spent their time flirting. All they wanted was some waves like they fucking surfing. All up now don't get twisted, I ain't hating, do your thing. I was like a young Simba, couldn't wait to be the king. Now I is the prince. Hopped over the fence with a grass weight greener. Look at Shawty ass weight meaner. Something like Serena mixed with Trina, have you seen her? She find another Bemis Howard, word to Adina. My money like a senior, watch it graduate. Now it's time to eat, I'm letting all my niggas grab a plate. Gravitate the real shit, stay away from phonies. These just heard about me, now they acting like they know me. Keep on saying, where you going? It ain't no devil. Yeah. Hey, where you going? Hey, it ain't no devil. Yeah. They keep on saying, where you going? It ain't no telling, yeah, can't tell you where I'm going, you know I won't stop, goodbye to the bottom, hello to the top, uh, pardon the interruption, a proper introduction is necessary when your shit is legendary, man, greedy just wouldn't let me in the cafeteria, cause they ain't believe, suddenly they Presbyterian, the is librarians, they looking me up, she got a Jones like Marion, she looking me up, then we cut, look how she say my name, I got a moaning J. Cole, they used to say Jermaine, I never change, I'm like a corpse in a coffin, six feet deep, I was low, just a dollar and some hope, fix me, cause I was broke, plus the that I would smoke would make it worse, Lord please let my problems disappear like Ron Mercer, I'm a star, converses, conversing with them girls with them curves like curses, they open like curtains, cause my is unheard of like curses on the radio, same Play me though, now they yelling, where you going? It ain't no telling. <laughs> yeah, hey, where you going? It ain't no telling. Yeah, they keep on saying, where you going? It ain't no telling. Yeah, I can't tell you where I'm going. No, I won't stop. Ride to the bottom. Yeah, hello to the I left top. the city for yeah. a minute, but it's still on my back. Told my chicken, hey, I'm finna put the veil on the mat. I'll be back, and I'm coming with a deal in the plat. Cause I'm ill, Jim, they couldn't make a pill for the rat. Pouring liquor for my chicken, that was kills in the back. Came home, shit is real, chicken still in the trap. Hold up now, don't get it twisted. If you slang, do your thing. Me, I'm like a young Simba, I can't wait to be the king. Witness the drink. Straight out that Carolina water, I was brought up in the city. The skinny niggas tryna be the ballers Ain't no fathers but the skinny niggas tryna hit their daughters Sneaking in a crib but a mama never caught us What they taught us, man, the bad bitches only want the ballers The starters, we hooping at our wanna guard us Okay, so play deep, know what I mean And I, I, I put you on the team Man, this life is but a dream And I need a fast car, bad bras, fast forward, passport I'm a f***ing rap star, hey, where you going? It ain't no time yeah. They say this life is but a dream, well I need a fast Bad boss, fast forward, fast forward I'm a rap star, hey where you going? Yeah. It ain't no time Ladies and gentlemen, we are back Oh my gosh, yo, I love that song. What you love about it? Uh, I feel like Simba sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like him, you know what I mean? So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We are here. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, we are here. The you on that show, definitely amazing. 
Listen. I'm going to say this once and once only. There is only one Mr. Randy Chu. Get that through your thick skulls. And today's topic. Wait, 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 wait. Before I do that, let me introduce my guest that I have on the line. First, let me introduce my co host. Of course, you know my anchor women. (laughs) I got Lady J on the left of me. And I got Auntie, a.k.a. the Men's Advocate, a.k.a. Linda. (laughs) Yes, she is my white aunt. (laughs) Yes. And I love her to death, so don't disrespect her or else. Ladies and gentlemen, we also have Joe Recca on the show in the building. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. And we have my big bro, my big homie, my radio mentor, my life coach. Man, if I had a million dollars to smack another dude (laughs) so that he can understand how much I appreciate him. The big homie, the voice of reason himself, Zoe Williams, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on, big bro? Hey, what's happening, Famo? Man, okay, listen. This is about to be a very, very... Thanks for having me, bro. Oh, man, you already know. You already know. Listen, wait a minute. We got a caller real quick before we get into the topic. Let's see what this caller is talking about. Hold on. Caller, you on the line from area code 240. Talk to me. Yes, this is uh, Donald Lee Sims, Jr., Oh, what's going on, D Sims? What's good with you? <laughs> what's going on, y'all? I'm sitting here enjoying the. Uh, I don't listen to the radio of, of no sorts, but I saw y'all link. I've been tuning in and watching you uh, do y- watching y'all do y'all thing. What's going on, Lady J? Well, what's going on, Donald? Good to hear from you. You back from Italy? Yes, ma'am. Baby. Yes, uh, I've been back for a little bit. Hope you're heading back out again um, the next few months to go over. Nice. I don't care about no Trump. Nice. You don't care about no Trump, huh? <laughs> wow. Nah. Well, Who's your vote for? I'm a citizen. <laughs> listen, we about to get into... Oh, I ain't vote for him. I, I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> we about to get into the topic. So, Donald, I'm going to mute you and... Uh, I'm going to chime you back in to, to talk about the topic after we get everything panned out. Um, listen, today's topic. Oh, man, why do I keep doing this to myself? Today's topic. The other side of the relationship. We're going to have an intricate look at the relationship between step-parents and stepchildren. And before we dive into the topic, I have questions. Damn it. I missed you. (laughs) Here are my questions. And I'm going to say them all and then we can just chime in together. Um, Listen. Question is, are the significant others allowed to discipline your child? Wow. They're not the biological parent, but are they allowed to discipline the child? Are step-parents given a bad reputation in the media? Ooh. 
let me let me keep going on. Has organized religion become the step parents to raise our children? Oh God! Oh my God! Hallelujah! Do stepmothers have the right to dictate the standard of upbringing for children? Oh man, I got two. I got three more. Listen, our stepchildren prone to act out due to their biological parents splitting up. Come on now. We have a lot of children that use that as an excuse of why they act out. Well, mom, dad's not here. Little Johnny, sit your punk. Anyway, um, (laughs) do stepchildren cause unnecessary fights in the home? Oh, Oh, man. Listen, okay. Last but not least, is being a step parent an excuse not to be responsible for your stepchild? Mm. Wow. Okay, listen. I know these, these these questions are heavy. I know there's a lot of people who have stepchildren um, that are kind of uh, you know messed up. But listen. Anyway. Let's get to it. Question topic has been laid. Questions have been asked. My panel is august. <laughs> Let the show begin. So, what do you think? You you asking me what do I think? Yes. Ah oh, man. Whether the children are step or biological, children are a reflection of the leadership in the home. Wow. Uh, and when when you talk about disciplining a stepchild, you know, you're talking about a, a non-biological parent that's disciplining the stepchild, that's an agreement between the biological parent and the now step-parent. You can only become a step parent, in, in, in my opinion, uh, if you know you guys get married, or you guys are in this, you know, exclusive, you know, cohabitating kind of relationship where you guys are sharing bills and responsibilities in that house, and you guys are a team. And if you put your, or you put the non-biological parent, you know, in this little, I guess this little parental playpen where they can't really do what is necessary, what's going to happen is you're going to create a divide between the child and that non-biological parent. And where there's a divide set up you know, between you and your partner, there's going to be conflict around that boundary. Um, and, and it's unfortunate. Uh, I, I've seen where you know, just recently, a friend of mine was with um, a young lady, and you know, he was taking the young lady and her son home. They've been dating for a long time, and it was clear that the the the, the young the, her child, the little boy, was out of pocket. He was very disrespectful to his mother. Uh, he was yelling and screaming, and immediately, I guess, you know, my own boy's. Um, parental instincts kicked in and he kind of checked 
the boy, but in a in a fatherly way. And the boy automatically responded to him with respect. He said, I'm sorry, sir. Forgive me. And then he was quiet the, the rest of the way home. But conversely, the woman was mad at him for doing it. What? And I had a call me and he was like, man, was I wrong? And I said, well, yeah, you're wrong because you don't have an agreement in place. You might have gotten a respectful response from the child, but you didn't ask to do that, and you're not in that kind of relationship or have that kind of agreement with his mother. You think? Yeah, and I would even uh, tag team with Zoe and say, like, from a therapeutic side, if the parental hierarchy is not established and stable or cohesive, then what will end up happening is there will be an infiltration with the kids coming in and then messing no up question. that relationship. Yeah. Wow. See, I, I guess I've, I, I lucked out. My stepfather is that nigga. I'm sorry. <laughs> My stepfather, man, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be the man that I am today. That nigga raised me like I came from his sack. Like, Aww. literally. Like, for real. Yeah. I, like, I... I ride or die for my for my. I don't even call him my stepfather. I call him my father. And I'm saying that, and I know my biological father. You know, I've met him. Cool dude. You know, we we've talked about some hard topics. We've reconciled in a sense. Um, but man, if it wasn't for my stepfather, I'd probably be dead or locked up right now. And that's no lie. Mm -hmm. So you know what I'm saying. But I know I have friends who have step parents. And nigga, let me tell you. It is not good at all, especially if the step parent is a male. Yeah. For some reason the mamas, and I'm not trying to get on women, but some reason the mamas tend to be overly protective of the child. I look at it like this. I I can't protective be, or possessive. Possessive. Yeah. Yes, it's very possessive, and I'm and. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We have women on the show. <laughs> My co-host. And Joe, feel free to cut in anytime you want. Auntie, the men's advocate, Linda, Lady J, what would you do if a if you had children and the stepfather wanted to step in and discipline them? Talk to me. I would be honored, but I agree with Lady J that the two parents have got to be on the same page. It's the child's job to get, you know, get through whatever he or she is going to get through and abuse the system. That's what they do. They <laughs> got to make it easy for themselves. Uh -huh. So if 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 the one parent is a good strong dad, like you were mentioning earlier, that's all well and good. But if the two parents are not on the same page, it's not going to work. Mm. There there will be a fallen house of cards. It's not going to work. So you got to get it straight with your, with the opposite parent first on how we're going to treat the child and take it from there. Maybe he doesn't step in at all. Maybe she's the 100% disciplinarian, or maybe it's 50-50, or maybe he's the head of the household. But it's got to be discussed in advance and away from the child. Wow. Yeah. That's what I said before, agreement. I have to set up agreements. Yes. Yeah, I, I think, too, I, I think, too, uh, it has to do with when 
the, the step parent comes into the child's life. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if uh, let's say the child is one or two years old and a step parent comes in, that's different than right. say when the child is 13 or 14, they're already right, a teenager right. and a step parent comes in. Because if you come in at that child's like one, two, three years old, they pretty much know you as the parent. You know what I'm saying? You, you know what I'm saying? They know you as the, the parent. If you're 13 right. or 14 you coming in there, they may have some resentment towards you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're mad that if their parents didn't stay together, who are you to come and tell me something? But then the parent, the, uh, the step-parent may say, hey, I paid, a, I paid a mortgage here. I paid a rent here or whatever. You underneath my roof, so you, you got to do what I say because you underneath my roof. So you got two kind of schools of thought there. Who are you to tell me what to do? Well, I'm the person that's paying this roof that's over your head and that food that's going to your stomach. That's you like, you know. So and I agree with that, Joe. It's kind of too. It, it goes back to the level of parenting. Or you know, I, it goes. I know. Um, you know, I, I know, like, uh, years years ago when I was, uh, when we weren't mad, but we were kind of living together, and a uh, girlfriend at the time, she had a daughter. She, uh, you know, she, at the five, she, she was five. She couldn't, she had to keep the lights on. She couldn't, you, you ever know a kid, you got to keep all the lights on? They, they're too scared to go to sleep in the dark. You got to, I ain't talking about a little nightlight. Yeah, yeah, You got yeah. to have the, the, liver, the hallway light got to stay on, the living room, the kitchen. She's so scared of the dark. All the lights had to spend all the time. So we had a big thing about that. So, you know, and her mother would say, well, you know, she's scared of the dark. She, one time she said, you know, she's scared of the boogeyman. I'm like, well, I'm scared of the boogeyman, too. Baltimore Gas Electric, BGE. That's the boogeyman. <laughs> I'm scared of these lights. Like she's talking about something. I, I said, he said, she can't get to sleep in the dark where she's going to be used to the dark and let you get caught up. You see this electric bill? Look at this bill, BGE. Just said, look at this bill we just got from BGE. Cut these lights off. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it was stuff It was stuff like that we argued about. But, you know, you close, you close your eyes, you're going you, you go, you go to be in the dark anyway. Close your eyes, go to sleep. <laughs> and you know what comes to <laughs> so, mind? And thank you for that, Joe, because it comes to mind from my experience was, not understanding that I had already had a boundary in place when my stepfather came into the relationship with my mother. Like, there was already a space that you couldn't even come near me and I can't even look at you like you my stepfather. What? So, (laughs) it became like a tug and war battle to be open to a stepfather. Wait, 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 time out, time out. This is the chew on that show. You know, we all cut in this joint. Right. Hold on, hold on. So you mean to tell me a man came in to be with your mama? Yeah. And he couldn't be a man. Well, I'm not gonna say he couldn't be a man. I wouldn't allow the child in me wouldn't allow him to be. And your the mother man. went for that. Well, it was it was a force. It was a I felt like through my perspective, it was a forced relationship. Oh. So that's why I felt like. You know, maybe on the level of parenting is how long do you wait before you introduce your child to the man or the step parent that's going to be that? Uh, voice of reason, we need you right now. <laughs> what do you say to that? Um, the brother mentioned something that I I thought was very key, and that is uh, if child is young. And you introduce the child, a young child, to a, a step parent figure, a father figure, mother figure. They're going to bond with that step parent like a normal parent because they're young and they're still in their formative years. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but what I tell parents in general, you know, damn the, the step label, as a parent, your style has to be scalable. When, when, when a child is young, you're basically a dictator because they, they eat when you say eat, they go to bed when you say go to bed. But as your child grows, so does your, 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 you'll have to modify your parenting style from dictator or parian yes. to maybe mentor. Yes. Don't so you if you, if, <laughs> so you bring in a step parent for a teenager, you would be setting that relationship up to fail if you're bringing this person in to parent that teenager. You should be bringing that person in to co-mentor that teenager. And in that way, there's no pressure. This is why you'll see the backlash in an older teenager who will say, you're not my daddy. Mm -hmm. You don't tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. oh, wow. You know, because the step-parent will step in in an authoritative, an authoritative well, I pay the yeah. bills, I'm the man now, you know. And that's where you get that disconnect. If the, if the parent, or if the biological parent brings in, uh, you know, someone for a teenager, she has to bring them in as a mentor or there's going to be a rift. You know, you can't replace a parent, but you can always use a mentor in that situation. But you know what? I didn't like growing up how people so, used to so be I, like. I agree, I agree that a mentor is a, is a good role for him to have, but... Somebody in the household still has to be the disciplinarian. If the child is out of line, the child's out of line. No, Someone's no got to step up. So if I she's not stepping up to that role, there's going to be issues too. Yeah, I think sometimes when a mother is afraid to be a disciplinarian, she does a child more damage, especially in a, in a, in a step situation. Mm -hmm. I think it should be on the biological parent to be the default disciplinarian. I but, think it should be that way but, but see, by default. But see, here's, um, here's, here's, the, here's the issue that I have with the mothers. And this is not a reflection of my mother at all because me and my mother are gravy. But sometimes a majority of the, of the situations nowadays the mother have children to feel a sense of unconditional love. Mm. They look to the child mm -hmm. as yeah. their something they wanted from their man. Yeah, they become enmeshed with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so they uh, I remember I remember my wife was watching Twilight and she made me watch it with her which was okay because I wanted to get some that night. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> I watched Twilight, right? <laughs> and um, <laughs> and um, the, the, the older wolf imprinted on the baby. Mm. And so all the other wolves already knew because his scent and all that stuff was on the baby and the baby fell in love with the wolf. Now, the... the the issue I have with that is are women single moms who now find themselves in a relationship with a good dude have they already imprinted on their child and they just use the dude as a sense of pay my bills ah oh my goodness Whew, I've ran into a lot of that in my Wait, time I'm not sure if I understand what you okay let me say let me say it like say this, that one more Jen. time 
a lot of single mothers right will find a good man mm-hmm. and use him as a resource to pay their bills mm-hmm. but won't allow them to be a hundred percent their spouse oh and what I mean by that is they can't they can't correct the child now when I say discipline I'm not just talking about giving the child a beating yeah, yeah. I'm talking about encouraging them to be better I'm talking about making sure they do their homework I'm talking about making sure that they're acting and, and, and being respectful to, to who they're supposed to be respectful to a lot of times I'm going to give you an example my mother would not let my stepfather correct me mm. until one day I embarrassed her in front of a food a restaurant mm. I was 6, 7 years old and I didn't want to eat something and I went off <laughs> I just went crazy, right? And my stepfather looked at my mother and said, You see, this is why you should let me deal with him because he's a male child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is in our nature, especially if you're an alpha male. It, I was born an alpha male. I wasn't born no weak nigga, you can't push me over and talk to me no type of way type of dude. Yeah. I'm an alpha male. And so I already had a sense of rebellion in me since birth because I have to find myself. Mm -hmm. But unless there's another alpha male there to mentor me, like Zoe said, then I'm just going to be rebellious and I'm going to be what they call thuggy. And everyone's going to look up to me, but my life is on a crash course. So my father had to, to, to take over in a sense and correct me. Still till this day, if I know that my father has a serious look on his face, and I'm a grown man, I'm almost 30, and my father getting up there in age, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's a level of respect that has already been implanted in me that when he gives a certain vibe, I know, okay, this nigga's serious. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, a lot of mothers won't let the fathers stepfathers do that and I believe it's because they use the child as their source of love mm. anybody want to chime in on that now when you say they use the child as a source of love what exactly do you mean that you said they use the child as a source of love okay let me let me break it down like this a single mother breaks up with the baby daddy, um, and it's her fault they break up. Let's just say that. And all of a sudden, she has a son, and she wants to mold the son into the man that she wants to be with. So when she actually finds a good man, instead of allowing him to mold help mold the child together as a unit as a team as a family it's no 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 you're just good to give me dick and to pay my bills you cannot talk to my child on that level that's what that I'm child's saying. already been built so well you know it it, it, it it really depends on the it really depends on the parent because I know I was in a situation where uh uh, my well, I was one of the mother before we had her daughter. Well, she had two other kids from her first marriage. 
I was not too disciplined a kid. I could, I could tell them, yeah, go clean your room up or something like that. I picked that shit. Don't, don't leave your shoes in the hall. I could say something like that. But as far as putting my hands on, which I didn't want, I didn't want to put my hands on someone else's kids anyway. But she was letting me know, no, you're not going to be putting your hands on my kid. You know, uh, you might tell them to clean their room. But, you know, I think when you come with an attitude of love first, when you show love, see some, you, you may have some father, some stepfathers that's disconnected because they don't, this is not my biological kid, so they may not treat them with the same love as they look at their biological kids. So they may have a little, you know, you're not my kid type of thing. I'm with your mama, but you ain't in the house. So you, there may be a little bit of a disconnect because you're not my biological kid. But I think when you come with love, and okay. see, love supersedes blood. Love supersedes everything to, in my book. You, when you come there with, you know, I'm with your mama, but guess what? I love you too. I love you too. I'm, I, I'm going to have love for you just like you mine. I think when you come with the love and the child sees, you know what? This not my daddy, but you know what? This, this man loves me. This man loves me. I'm going to do what he says. I'm going to respect him because he's coming with love. You know, as opposed to just discipline and, and you, you know, who are you? Who are you to tell me? But if you come with the love person, show this child that, yeah, I love you. I'm, what I'm saying to you is for your betterment and to help you. You know, I, I think the love supersedes everything else. I, I look, I had one parent, and I don't live with, I live with a few women, but uh, I had I had one woman, she wanted me to adopt, adopt her, but I said, look, if I adopt a kid, they're going to have to be over 21. See, that way, if it doesn't work out, I could say, look, um, you all to be on your own now, so why don't you go on down and see that armory? It's going to be all that you can be, because this ain't going to work out. I ain't going to keep telling you the same thing over and over again. And, um, <laughs> Oh but but goodness. you know but the thing is you come with love I think love love helps that child to accept you. Gotcha. You know when you show them love as opposed to just being a coming in as a disciplinarian because then they're gonna resent you. They may already have some resentment for you, but when you show the love, love supersedes everything in my book. Okay. And that kind of sounds like what's your definition of love? Ooh. Because. You're talking mm. about what, you know, sh the mother using the child as the source of love, but then the gentleman or the man that you're talking about, he's getting something in return to continue to put his resources into this as an investment of some sort. So he's getting something out of it. Ooh. So what what is the definition of love in that that circle or that core of a relationship like that? DT Zoe, go at it. Who what is what is the definition? Well, yeah, again, I, I, I think if you're going to get with a woman who has kids, I think you got to just not show love to that woman. you got to show love to them kids. I'm, I'm, you know, you got you got to show them kids some genuine love. Hey, Joe, I'm going to say this, and this is Mr. Randy Chu on that speaking right now. I cannot raise another person's child. Wait, what? I you can't. were raised by another nigga. I man. know I was raised by another nigga. Can but you still, not? No, come no, on now. If your last name is not Curtis and you did not come <laughs> from my Lowens, I cannot raise you. You want to know why? Why? Say why, please. Because. Why? 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 And, and, and I'm being transparent here. So, Big Bro Zoe, Uncle, Uncle Joe Rucker. Auntie Linda, look, listen, don't judge me, but listen, I'm <laughs> no just being judgment, honest. No judgment. Um, if with my four children, there's a level of intimacy that's there that comes from the heart because they come from me. Mm -hmm. I can't, 
I feel like it's not right for me to share that level of intimacy with any other child because those children carry parts of my genetics and part and my name. Mm-hmm. And because I'm such an old school kind of dude, my sons will carry on my legacy. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. With, my, with my daughters, if they ever get married, their last name changes. Mm-hmm. They're carrying on another dude's legacy. Right. You see what I'm saying? And I understand that even though they're part of me, but I understand how the world works. Um, unless you got a beta male like... Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Unless you got a beta male that's just pretty much like, oh, keep... Keep your name. Keep, I will take your last name. Yeah. Oh, God, that type <laughs> stuff. But anyway, um, my, my, my sons, I look at them and I'm like... I can yell at them, I can correct them, and at the same time, I hold them, I hug them, I let them know when they're doing a good job, I'm emotional with them. I I apologize to my sons when I'm wrong, when I'm having a messed up day and I'm frustrated and I take it out on them, I go back and I say, look, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take it out on you, daddy just had a rough day, can you forgive me? And I teach my children the power of mercy and the power of unforgiveness see we've been programmed by society to that forgiveness is in a sense of letting or forgetting or letting go of something Mm -hmm. but for me I can forgive you all day long but I'm not going to forget what happened because I have to use wisdom in my interaction with you Mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying like I forgive my son for uh, not using the bathroom when I told him to go use the bathroom however the next time I ask you to go use the bathroom before you go to bed Nigga, I'm going to double check because mm-hmm. I didn't forget that you didn't use the bathroom right, the last time. Right. You see what I'm saying? So I teach my sons all that. Um, but my sons have a level level of respect, honor, and fear towards me that they know not to do certain things because daddy going to crack that behind. Mm-hmm. I cannot have that type of relationship with another child because I'm going to look at him and be like, where is your father at? I can't. That's your choice. You know, that, I mean, that's your choice to you not know. have that kind of relationship with someone else's kid. But just like your stepdad stepped in, you said that the relationship was seamless. Yes, it was. You know, I think it's all in the attitude of the of the adult. Woo. You make a decision, ahead, you make Linda. a choice yes. to either step in and be that kid's parent or not. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. So I think your your thinking is a is a bit old fashioned. Ooh, but, but, I love but, it. So Randy, but Randy, but yeah. Randy, what about that child? You don't think that child wants or needs or deserves love from you? No, no, no. I, I, you know that exactly. child. That, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying. I, I feel like that child is going to be kind of left out in the cold because that child wants yeah. the love. That child wants. To be loved. I mean, it may not be for you say from your loins, your biological child, but that child still wants to be loved and needs and deserves to, to be loved. Listen. <laughs> He's not a piece of furniture. Listen. I mean, he needs the feedback from you. Listen, the child. Both the good and the bad. He needs both sides of you. Listen. He's not a piece of furniture. And the irony, the irony and the hypocrisy of it all is crazy. 
because um, right, right. <laughs> that's what you got. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Like, Can we talk about that, please? I know. <laughs> yeah, all y'all going to jump on me now. <laughs> it's all love. Listen, listen. So you, listen. You, you're, not, you're not able to give the, the same love that your stepdad gave to you. You want to know why? That's what he's saying. That's, that's what he's saying. You want to know why? Why? Because I'm a flawed, why? I'm a flawed, screwed up human being. No. And I know that. No. No, no, no. I, and I'm not saying that to make, I'm not saying what I, how I feel is right or righteous or, right. the, or the correct way. Because, nigga, I need to grow too. I need to, <laughs> I need to get healed in certain areas and become a better human. My dad going to sell. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, am I going to love the child? Yes, I'm going to show love to the child, but I can't show the same. See, when I look at my stepfather, when I say he treated me like I came from his lowings, like I see that. I know that. You know what I'm saying? Um, he treated me as if he was the one who implanted me inside my mother. I don't feel like I have that level of compassion love and compassion to give to someone that's not your that's not directly child. my child maybe it's because i already have children yeah and i feel that way like i feel like biological children in a sense don't get that love from their parents that they would back in the day so for me to take another child and show them equal amount of love to me I can't do that because I already have children. So, in essence, what I'm hearing you say but is just that... Re, but just realize that that's a choice. Yes. It is. Yeah. It's a choice, but yes. what I'm it hearing... It might not be reality. It's it not. might not be reality, but it's a choice. But what you are doing is modeling the same behavior that your stepfather showed you to your children now. I am. Yeah. It, 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 like, again, the, the like, like, like Big Bro said, it's a level of hypocrisy within me. Yeah, and I can admit it. I'm I'm flawed, <laughs> dog. I'm not I'm not perfect, um, you know. And it is a level of hypocrisy. I mean, that and that's part of the reason why I wanted to have this show was because I wanted my fans to come back and see. Look, I don't have it all together myself. Right. So when I'm doing these topics, I'm doing these shows. I'm doing them in the sense of how can I grow as an individual, yeah. as well as my fans or people that feel the same way I do grow. Right. Which is why I have people who have enlightened minds as my show as my co-host and my special guest because to me that is a level of hypocrisy that's like for example um i don't like i don't like beer but i can drink a bottle of wine like it's water mm -hmm. but it's alcohol alcohol is alcohol mm -hmm. you see what i'm saying like it's just yeah but i have that hypocrisy but anyway um now that we talked about the men, let's talk about the women for a moment. Oh, I knew that was coming. Yes. Let's talk about the women for a moment. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce it like this, and then I'm going to take, take a quick break. And when we come back from the break, we're going to discuss the stepmother. Stepmothers, are they allowed to dictate... saying this the standard of upbringing for the child mm. in other words if the biological mother is still in the picture but the child lives with the father and the stepmom which mother has the right to dictate 
the upbringing of the child. We're going to talk about that when we come back from our mm. break. Listen, the number to dial is I got them. The number to dial is 563-999-3098. I repeat, the number to dial is 563-999-3098. When I come back from break, oh my gosh, we're going to talk about this. Thank you. Hold on. Gotta wonder whether that's your kid love. Like, I don't want no from reality shows. Out of touch with reality. Hoes out in Hollywood, bringing back five or six. Twelve. Then we kick them to the door. You know how it goes. She deserved that. She a bird. It's a bird trap. You think if I didn't rap, she would flirt back. Taking off a skirt, let her wear my shirt. Before she leave, I'ma need my shirt back. Yeah, you know how it goes. One time for my LA sisters. One time for my LA Ladies can't tell the difference. One time for the girl who knows. Don't save her. She don't wanna be saved. 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 There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee. That says, "Fool me once, shame on, shame on you." Fool me, we can't get fooled again. Fool me one time, shame on you. Fool me twice, can't put the blame on you. Fool me three times, open the peace sign, load the chopper, let it rain on you. Fool me one time, shame on you. Fool me twice, can't put the blame on you. Fool me three times, put the peace sign, load the chopper, let it rain on you. My only regret was too young for Lisa Bonet. My only regret was too young for me alone. Now all I'm left with is all the reality shows, and the script of Sip Riley couldn't read alone. My only regret was too young for they do. My only regret could never take a leader home. Now all I'm left with is hoppers with gray stone. With the stale face, cause they know it's they song. She shallow with the she shallow. She shallow. She shallow with the she shallow. 
Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we are back uh, to the chew on that show. Um, hard topic for me today, but I wanted to come back and uh, chastise myself. You did good. You did good. So yes, far. yes. I, I think I did good, too. I think I did good, too. Listen, the number to dial in is 563-999-3098. Again, the number to dial in is 563-999-3098. Today's topic the other side of the relationship, an intricate look at the relationship between step-parents and stepchildren. Man, today's topic has been a banger. We're going to dive into another question, but before I do, I have to introduce the people that are with me. To the left of me, of course, you know who she is, the, the always oh-so-lovely Lady J herself. Say hi to the people. Hello, hello, hello. And of course, you know, I got my white aunt. On the other side of America, the men's advocate herself. Speak to the people. Hello, hello. <laughs> and of course, you know, I got the big homie, the homeboy himself, Mr. Joe Recca. Hey, 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 what's happening? Yeah, yeah, listen, we're going to continue this conversation with. The question that I left off from break with. Stepmothers, do they get to dictate the upbringing of the child? What do you guys think? Talk to me, Pam. Well, I've been watching this show. It's a little guilty pleasure. Okay. It's called A Little Big Live on HBO. Okay. And it's basically about this, you know, this town has all these, you know, mothers who go to school, they migrate, you know, DTA program, all that. But there's one family that has um, a stepmother plus a mother. Okay. And the children look to the stepmother as she's more sane than their actual mother. Okay. So they tend to listen to the stepmother than the mother even though the mother is dictating what these rules should be the stepmother is getting all the credit wow so i didn't grow up with a stepmom but i think depending on <coughs> the level of the friendship of the children and the stepmother the stepmother can start to infiltrate or leave an imprint as you said earlier into uh -huh. the children okay Joe DT. Now I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a this gonna be a little controversial. I know I'm gonna lose some of y'all on this. Uh, 
this is my thing. I can I find that when the biological mother does not have custody of the children or child children or anything, when the biological father has custody, that's rare. That's very rare. Hey Joe, 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 say that again. That. Joe, say that again. You kind of sound like you're breaking up. Say that again. Okay. What I was saying was, when the biological father has custody of children, the okay. judge has given the children, the child or the children, to the biological father. That mother, this is my experience. The mother seems to be troubled. In my experience, is that that mother is troubled. She uh, has issues. For a judge to take a child from the biological mother to give to the biological father, my experience is that that biological mother has had some issues. So if he's with another woman or remarried, that his current wife, the stepmother, may be a better source of a parent than the biological mother because. It's rare that a judge takes a kid from a mother to the father. And I found that either that mother's on drugs or uh, she's indigent or uh, there's some other issues going on for a father to remove a child from a mother's care to give it to that father. Those, those are rare situations. And generally, those mothers tend to have some issues and problems going on. Mm-hmm. They're out in the streets partying, they they, they drugging. They, they got some unhealthy things going on for a judge to remove them from that mother. That's a big deal. So that that stepmother may be a much better person to be a mother to the kids in some situations. Auntie, what you got to say to that? You know, each situation is, is so different. Let's say there is not an issue with custody you know, that the judge has not taken the child or children away. Mm-hmm. And you have two women, they're heads of household, you know, is it okay if the stepmom steps in and does her role? Maybe she is the better mother. Maybe she is the more forceful mother. Right. Um, you know, I'm saying in that case, let her take the reins. Mm. Maybe the, the real mother has doesn't know the first thing about mothering. Mm. She brings the child, but that doesn't mean that doesn't make her a good mother. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So I think whoever is the good mother should take that role. Mm. Oh boy, Nanny, you talk about controversy. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, this is why. But DT, do you aunt. have children? You know, maybe the mother. Maybe the mother was raised in a cave. Maybe she doesn't know the first thing about mothering. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe she herself had an absent mother or didn't have a good template or role model or whatever it is you want to call it. So if this other new woman steps in, maybe she's got the good genetics. Maybe she's got the good uh, template on what a good mother should be. I say let her have it. But talk about, like, the possessiveness but At the end of the day, you want what's best for the child. You do, but man, I can't think about allowing my, God forbid me and my husband ever separate and our children have to go to like have step parents, but talk about that protective love and that possessive love we talked about earlier. That would come back out with the quickness with me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We have a question on Facebook. Someone that's watching us on Facebook says, what if it's a case like Steve Harvey? 
and she was the side chick before she became the side. <laughs> <laughs> right. So then that bitterness, oh. that saltiness would come out. That protective love would come out quick. Oh my gosh. Here's how it is. Well, if if you are a strong mother, if the biological mom is already a strong mom, you're not going to let anybody take your child away. Right. Come on now. Right, exactly. That's true. It's That's the true. weaker mom that will let somebody else step in. Done. Wow. Right? Right, exactly. I mean, if you know what you're doing, you're not going to let anybody else in your turf. Come on now. Right. I'm I'm with that, Linda. So but I'm if she was if she was the side chick though is the weaker mom and what's best for the child is to have a strong present mom there and if the new woman is that person tag your it go ahead yeah <laughs> well you know and so but, but what if but now if let's say the, the the children are with the biological mother but then they go spend weekends with the biological father and he's you know and, and, and stepmother you know, during yeah. that period of time, during that period of time, while that child is with the stepmother and the biological father, then yeah, the 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 biological the, the stepmother should have whatever authority that she should have in her house while the while the stepdaughter is there. You know, you know, she got to abide That's by fair. the stepmother's rules because she's spending the weekend there with you know her dad and you know, but uh, but her primary custody is with the her mother. She's just there on weekends, so that's. You know, yeah, she got to abide by whatever that stepmother say. You know, the time long she ain't saying nothing crazy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, of she needs to abide by her rules. Mm. You know. I'm gonna switch it up for a moment. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. You're you're under my roof, so you're gonna follow my rules. Of course. <laughs> All right. So 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 let's let's let me switch it up real quick. I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna step on someone's toes with this one, and I'm gonna do it deliberately. Oh gosh. Mm. Have we allowed dun, 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 dun. Right, right, <laughs> right, DC Have we allowed The government The school system And organized religion Become the parenting mm. systems For our children today mm. 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 Oh boy To some degree To some degree yeah, yeah, that's 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 true. I mean, um, look, the government the government definitely steps in and, and regulates some things. Look, they, they the government told me that the judge the courts told me when I was going to be able to see my daughter. They told me how much I was going to pay in child support. That was some government regulation right there. Wow, you know, Ooh, the um, system, baby. Uh, you know. Well, I'm going to let you know this quote I heard last night in class <laughs> where um, this professor was talking about how African-Americans now have, or they, there seems to be a type of spiritual motivation or spiritual meditation that helps them to stay alive longer than Caucasians because they go to church. So church has become... Or they go to church regularly. So church has become the new emotional outlet for African Americans versus 
Caucasians. Really? So what they're saying is, hold up, what's your professor's <laughs> name? This is well, this is it was a video. It's called his name was Kenneth Pargament. Listen, Kenneth, whatever your last name is, <laughs> church has not been a stress releaser for me. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> it has increased, increased the my stress. level of stress. <laughs> so your level, intake. right? <laughs> I mean, let, let me let me let me let me say this. Let me just get this off my chest right now. I'm nervous. <sighs> I go to church. I love church. I love Jesus. I know that's controversial. I don't really care who likes it and doesn't like it. That's who I am. I love Jesus. Whether you feel it was a white man's religion or not, and we can debate that all day, every day, whatever. I don't really care because that's what I believe. And you believe what you want to believe, but I'm going to believe what I want to believe because I believe it. And I know why I believe it. But moving on, church has not been an emotional stress. In church, <laughs> you find old women who've been beat up through life. Uh, that want to find a sense of refuge but they don't in church you find a level of hypocrisy like I displayed earlier on the show like I'll take a stepfather to raise me but I actually ain't raising your kid at the same time if church was such a stress reliever then why is everyone in the church so stressed see the, the, the emotional part see uh, emotionally Emotionally, look, it's an outlet. Emotionally, my outlet is talking to God, my daggone self. And some people only do that when they come to church. That's the problem. Right. Now, now, now Randy, now, Randy, let me ask you this. Uh huh. Let me ask you this. Now, okay, you love the church and everything. Now, let me ask you this. Are you, are you the type of Christian that when the pastor's preaching, are you jumping? Are you running? Are you hollering? Are you falling out? No, that's me. Or are you me. just sitting there listening? <laughs> no, that's Lady J. I actually listen. And the reason why I listen is because the preacher is my father. I don't... And because I studied Semitic languages, and I know how to translate them into English, a lot of... 98% of the preachers that I've ever heard preach lose me because they don't know what the heck they're talking about. My father, and I'm not just saying it because he's my father, but my father is one of the few that I actually pay attention to. And there has been messages that he preached that has been a sense of encouragement and let looseness for me. Um, however, there has been times I've come to church and I've cried because I needed to get things off and I felt connected to God at that moment, etc., etc. But what I am saying is, for the most part, that professor cannot conclude that kind of evidence because, in my opinion, I didn't say fact, I said opinion, church folks are the most stressed people. Mm. Because a lot of times when they come to church looking for stuff or looking for a sense of healing, they don't get it. Well, here was my perspective. I looked at it like this. Since it since the African American's life expectancy is longer than okay, compared to a Caucasian or um another descent. Hold up. So what hold up. We hold up. Before I take this call, let me let me comment on that too. And Auntie, I'm not just saying this because you're on the phone. Um 
But what about the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds? Right. They've been here, here for a hot minute. minute. <laughs> and you got Big Mom down the street who's 50 years old that died because of diabetes. Yeah. But and, listen, with uh-huh. all of those emotional outlets that the adults are having, uh-huh. what are the kids doing while they in church? Oh, wow. Wow, yeah. Playing so on their phones. So right. Playing so on the phones. And the children end up not having real life. Uh, what, did you, what you call it? Religious organization as a parent? No, they don't have it. Yeah, that's true. Cause there is no outlet. When for I them. was growing up, boy, you did your homework in church. And hold on, let me you take know this what? caller. You know, <laughs> let me hold on. Caller, you on the line? Area code four one zero. Talk to me. What's going on? What's going on, right? Oh, what's going on? How you doing, sir? State your name. This is Marco. You got me in the, in the building, baby. Okay, um, what's going calling on? Calling because I I want to address the the first issue. Uh, in regards to disciplining the non-biological child, um, I have the benefit and misfortune to be on both sides of the board in my lifetime. Mm. Um, the benefit because I came in the picture when my son was an infant and the sperm donor was MIA. So from infancy up, I was the only father he knew. Um, and then when we got divorced, now my son and my daughter have a stepdad. Um, in regards to being a positive influence in their eyes, I have no problem with that. My daughter has a derivative that if anybody stretches their hand out towards her and it's not my, her mother or me, call me right away. Because right. I'm not MIA and I'm not inactive. Um, I'm at functions, I'm at school meetings, the whole nine yards. If you want to partake in that as well, I have no issue with that as long as it's positive and in her best interest. When it becomes damaging or detrimental to her, I'll say it like Tupac, I ain't no killer, but don't push me. <laughs> um, <laughs> in regards to the respect of the non-biological, I don't train my child to disregard or disrespect adults in general. Um, I know the child that I'm raising, and I can pretty much tell to the extent what she's going to do and what she's not going to do. Um, even though children are sometimes uh, uh, random crapshoot because of the people that are around. That being said, if they're giving you guidance in the right way, not putting their hands on you and not giving you negative influence, then yes, the house rules should be to the point where everybody should be able to go forward positive, not just the people that are adults. And Randy, um, your heart don't know that until you get there whether you can love somebody else's child or not because if somebody's house burned down and their child is the only one that survived and they're close to you you're going to be there I already know that oh he's blushing uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm turning purple over here I'm turning purple over and, here and by the way the show is outstanding I'm loving all aspects of it Aww. oh thank you sir we appreciate that listen if anyone else, thank you for your call, sir. If listen, if anyone else wants to chime in, the number to dial is five six three nine 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 three zero nine eight. Call in and talk to us. This is a very awkward, controversial topic <laughs> um, that showed that has revealed a lot of hypocrisy. Mm. Um, yeah, but I love it. Um, 
let me say this, and I'm gonna let Joe and DT and Lady J continue uh, in the discussion. I wanna I wanna plug this in real quick. Now we talked about the stepfather, we've talked about the stepmother. Let's get talk about the cheering. The cheering. The yes. cheering. Yes. Do stepchildren <laughs> who know the system? They know how things are ran in a home. Most of them, in y'all's opinion, y'all's opinion, do y'all think that they cause unnecessary fights in the home? Yes. I was a stepchild. Of course they do. That's their job. <laughs> right. That's their, That's their job. job is to test the boundaries. Otherwise, how are they going to grow? How are they going to learn? Yes. I don't find fault with that. Exactly. I'm with you. It's our that. job as to parent as parents is to put them back in line. Yes. <laughs> D- you, DT, you sound harsh. No. Put them back that's, in line. That's oh real. That's real. That's real. No, but I mean, if they were over there sitting, you know, in the corner with the halo over their their head and being all goody two shoes, I would wonder about that too. <laughs> so. No, kids are going to be kids. They're they're going to step out of line. They want to know where that line in the sand is. Yeah, we're going and they to want touch you to the tell. Now, 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 Linda, you did did when you grew up, did you have both of your biological parents, or was there a step parent involved, or was there a single parent? I had my biological parents. Okay, were you the? The quiet child with the halo that done stuff behind their backs, or were I you? was. Oh! I was, and you know, as as fate as fate would have it, my <laughs> child was the complete opposite of me. Oh. Whatever goody two shoes I was, she was on the other end of the spectrum, and I was lost. L O S T. Oh my god! <laughs> I really didn't. I had a lot of growing up and learning to do. Well, you know, um, she pulled out stuff I have never experienced, uh, and I would, you know, try to be the best parent I could, and I'd shut the door, and she'd go to sleep, and I'd be banging my head on the wall, thinking, <laughs> "Oh my gosh, and I'd make it through another day." Yeah. Wow. Well, I know I touched the limits. Like I went beyond the limits the whole nine yards. <laughs> like <laughs> my stepfather got hell. <laughs> now, 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 Joe, um, I'm going to say this because I, I do. I do know you a, l- a little bit. We have we have interacted face to face, and I and I got to see what kind of person you are. And I know for a fact that you love people. Mm. Uh, you know, it's all written on your face, man. I can tell you love people, and I can tell you've been damaged because you're a good person. You've been damaged uh, by people who are wicked. Um, how do you feel about uh, a child? Say your child had um, you had a significant other and and the upbringing of your child. Say your child is like five, six years old, and they are testing limits, like DT said, and they are um, acting a fool. Would you allow that child to cause an argument between? argument between you and your significant other how would you play that role how would you do that how would you handle it well no yeah no uh somebody had to put their foot down you know if if, 
you talk with the, with the step parents. You mean with the step parents? Yes, yes. If my child was in the house, if my child like right now, my daughter lives with her mother and her boyfriend. You know, right now. Okay. Uh, I I don't have a problem with if my daughter's getting out of line, uh, <laughs> undisciplined. Which my actually my daughter's a good my daughter's a good child. You know, she's good. But if if he uh if he had to step in and say something or do something, I'm not going to put his hand. I don't want to put his hands on my daughter. But if he had to, you know, really be stern with her and be disciplined with her, and really, you know, no, I don't have a problem with that. You know, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. As long as he don't put his hands on her, then uh, what, like, like what, what the brother said, Tupac, I ain't no killer, but don't push me. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but, but no. How would you like to have this done when you say don't put your your hands on my child do you want <laughs> him to call you and say step in like how is this well, going to uh, go uh, down or, or, she, or, or talk or call uh, call her mother you know but he don't he, there's no reason for him to have to put his hands on my daughter for any reason yeah, you know he tells her to clean the room up or pick up this or whatever you know yeah, that's, she needs to do that yeah. she needs to comply with what he says mm. she needs to obey him but he don't need to be grabbing her putting his hands on her pushing her none of that should be is there's no reason for anything physical and 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 because really i don't really want my i don't want her mother putting her hands on my daughter i don't want her hitting my daughter i definitely don't want uh, uh him putting his hands on her you know i've never i've never put my hands on my daughter i've never hit smack push up i've never done that to her because if my daughter already knows you know i ain't the one i give my daughter a look she should give her a look. She goes, oh, no, he, yeah, he, he, but it's nonsense. You know, I can look at her. She'll straighten up. You know, I can give her a look. She'll like, oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Let me. Okay, so she, so, she, so those are the house rules. And let's say your daughter is away from your house that weekend. She's she's over there with them. She's really out of control. She's just really like crossed the line. You'd be okay with the uh, the stepdad calling you to say, brother, come on down here and handle this? Yeah, if it, yeah, if it got, if it got you that okay bad. you okay with that phone call? Y- yeah, I mean, if, she, if she's that unruly, if she's that <laughs> out of hand and that undisciplined and just doing something crazy, chaotic, yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't want him putting his hands right. on her. I don't want him putting his hands on and my see, child. That's, and that's, that's, that's why, that's gonna be a and that's why I cannot on. raise another nigga's child. <laughs> Because I got to have the authority <laughs> to beat the brakes off you when you act the fool, and I can't do that if you ain't come for my loans. See this? See, it's coming full circle now. Can you feel my vibe? Can you feel my vibe? <laughs> no, but see, I a, do feel your vibe, and I do you know, appreciate you hanging your laundry out to dry, and and we appreciate it's that. A, you know, it's you know, a, you're keeping it real. Day too. It's a different day to day. You can't really put your hands on kids. When I was coming up, right. you could you could get beat. Everybody could beat you. Look, the, the people in my neighborhood could beat you. My teachers. Let me tell you something. When I was in the third grade, I had a, a teacher named Miss Mullins. Remember those little bolo bats? I don't know if y'all are old enough to remember. There was a it was a toy. It was a bolo bat with a ball with a, a, a rubber band on on the bolo bat. Y'all probably y'all don't know nothing about this. But anyway. She would take us into the bathroom. Miss Mullins would take us in the bathroom, and she would pull our pants down and whip us on our butts with the bolo bat on our butts. You can't do that today. Right. I looked up. You, I can't, just... hear, you can't hear. 
I just looked up the child abuse rate for stepfathers. <laughs> it's 34% who were charged with physical abuse to stepchildren. That's a low number. It's a 34%. low number. 34%. And that was 2015. So who knows what it is now. Wow. Well, that might be the reported cases. Right. Who knows how many go, go unreported. Right. Right, exactly, reported cases. That's true. That's true. Yeah. No. Wow. No, is that, that, I don't see any. I don't see. I don't unless unless that unless that child, you know, is a, a certain age and they getting physical with you. Let's, let's say you get into a heated argument. Let's say let's say you got a fifteen year old and and he gets into a heated argument with his stepmother or stepfather and uh, gets phys- and he gets physical. But I mean, if you got to defend yourself, that's one thing. But if it, if it doesn't go to a physical level, you shouldn't have to put your hands on the child. Mm-hmm. Which I, I, just, I, I ain't with that. Of, is there a way to discipline a stepchild without putting your hands on them? You know, I think Joe touched well, on I mean, you can certainly restrict privileges. You can restrict privileges. Uh, you can say, well, you know, we you, we, we were going to go to King's Dominion. You're not going there. I mean, you can restrict privileges to take things away. Or There's other forms of punishment that you can do, but... Uh, you know, I, I'm just not with the putting putting the hands on somebody. You know, Joe, you you said something you know. that was very valuable. I want to talk about real quick because there was a, a, a situation that happened in the news where a mother beat her child to death over a cell phone argument. Mm, I heard about this. Yes. See, now when I say I was born rebellious. I was born I was born very 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 rebellious. But if my mama said give me your phone, I handed over the phone. <laughs> if my mother said give me the car keys, I handed over the car keys. Yes. Not because she paid for the car because I actually had a car note and I was paying for my car. She taught me finances. Her and my stepfather taught me finances. I actually bought my first car from my stepfather. It was a Mercedes Benz. Nice. I was the only nigga in high school with a Benz <laughs> and a backpack. Shout out to Kanye West for the lyrics. <laughs> um, but no, I'm serious. They taught me finance and stuff. But when they, and I was rebellious, but I wasn't necessarily rebellious in the home. Mm-hmm. I was rebellious with the rules outside of the home. Okay. Be home at a certain time not gonna happen uh don't hang out with these people not gonna happen don't do this not gonna happen that wasn't because my parents were bad parents it was because i was a rebellious little nigga right at the same time at the same time i never crossed my parents in a way that made them feel like we had to square up and fight It was one time I almost did with my stepfather. I got like I started walking towards him, and I was thinking like, "Man, yo, if I swing, he gonna beat the brakes off." (laughs) Right. Because my stepfather taught me how to fight. My stepfather taught me how to be a man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm talking about all aspects. He didn't tell me not to show emotions. That's not manly. 
Nah, he taught me how to be a man. Like, you show emotions in the right situations. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, all that. He taught me how to be a man. Like, I remember being seven years, six, seven years old, and this dude hit me with a stick. I came running to the front door crying. Ooh, and, you know, dinner was on the table or whatever. And so, you know, I'm a fat boy, and I'm I'm looking at there. I'm crying. And he's like, hey, why, what you crying for? Nothing. I just want to come inside. He said, no, what you crying for? I said, so-and-so hit me. And I look, I said, is that dinner? He said, yeah. I said, okay. I try to go down. He said, nah, you're not coming in the house. I said, why? He said, you're not going to come in here and eat dinner until you go back out there and hit him back. Right. Go ahead. Boy, I went out there <laughs> and wore Hungry. homeboy out. <laughs> and I came. You had some incentives. And I yes. came home to a nice plate Meal, right. of dinner. <laughs> yes. But that was a good thing. But guess what? Ever since that day, you've been fighting. I've been fighting. <laughs> of course. And now that you know, I, I grew up in age. I matured. I know. I know when and when not to fight. You know stuff like that. But however, I said all that to say this. I was never really disrespectful in the home because I knew that if I crossed a certain line the number one thing that my that my, my stepfather always said was you don't don't ever talk to your mama no type of way mm. if I breathe wrong towards my mama he I've disrespected him more than I've disrespected my mama and I've seen him have mercy on me when I disrespect him but when it comes to my mama you don't disrespect don't your do don't you if you breathe wrong <laughs> in her presence it was a rap yeah mm-hmm. but it taught me how to respect yeah, that, that, women that, that. you know what i'm saying it it, it, that, it that, that. i feel like that's what's missing in in this generation that we're dealing with today is there's a there's a there's a level of parenting that's not there and so there's a level of disrespect that grows in society right you see what i'm saying yeah. like now back in the day it was if you saw a pretty lady on the street you would speak you would do things like get flowers, say, hey, how you doing? Open the door for her. Now it's like, hey, what up, girl? What's up with that, though? Chivalry is dead. Yeah, you know, know what I'm saying? But that yeah. comes from the upbringing in the home. Yeah. At the same time, the women kind of lost it, too. Because a lot women of women. would never know about it. A lot of women don't cook. Uh, wait, a wait. A lot of women don't clean. Wait. <laughs> a lot of women won't let a man be the be man, man of the house. Oh, okay. DC, I'm like, I gotta hear what Linda got to say. Oh, about let me that. shut up then. Go ahead, go ahead, Linda. Linda, I, I I agree with you. I think it's a double standard. The standard that women want the world, but they're not willing to do their fair share. <laughs> so so you know, you're 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 uh, you know, your man has worked all day. He's you, tired. He's hungry. Yes. He's got to unplug oh, from the world. Right he wants now. to come home to a <laughs> A safe, quiet haven, and she's like, "Get dinner yourself. Cook, cook it yourself. You got mm. two hands, you know. I mean, so it's a double standard. You both gotta, you know, if you're both working outside the home, then you gotta figure it out. You gotta split up the chores, and honey, you do these half of the chores, and I'm good at these things over here, and you yeah. gotta split it up and just, you know, figure out." a time and a place where you can honor each other and go to your safe place, your quiet place, and, and just unplug from the rest of the world because it's crazy out there. Yes. Wow. 
And women have to be, women are just a little too selfish today. I'm like, so what you, you know, cooking they in want it all. It's, like, <laughs> it's all gimme, 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 but they're not doing anything in return. Yeah. Linda, what you cooking tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to work on that baked ziti. Yeah, I'm going to make some baked ziti look, tonight. <laughs> I'm convicted. Look, this, this, look. You, you, yeah, this, look, this, look I, this, this lady I just started dating. We had been dating maybe a couple of months. We had, we had just went to see the movie Get Out, which was an excellent movie. Excellent movie. I've okay. seen it twice. Mm. And at any rate, so we go back to her house, and she cooks dinner. You know, she's fixing dinner for us. And um, it was so touching. It brought a tear to my eye because it was the worst meal I ever ate. <laughs> In my oh. life, I, I thought oh. the woman was poisoning me, what and I started to call the police and press charges because I said this is. I watch the ID channel every day, but these sometimes women be poisoning their husband for the insur- for the for the life insurance money, yeah, and yeah. I thought she was doing the same thing because this meal was she fixed because she said we're gonna have shrimp, which I like shrimp. And then some uh, vegetables medley. Some, some, she got some food from Sam's Club. Don't never eat. If a woman fix some food for you, she done got unfrozen from Sam's Club. Oh, my Say, gosh. no, no, turn it down. Turn it down. Oh, bro. And it was the frozen peas unthawed. The shrimp she cooked in some uh, vinegar. It was, <laughs> I, I, I was trying to get through it. <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. At one point, I said, you know what? I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. You don't like it? No. I, it, it, the food was so bad. I we we there in the house together. I texted her. I texted her. Mm. Don't ever serve me food <laughs> from Sam's Club again, <laughs> because Sigmund Freud say if you read something, you interpret it better. So I didn't want to say it to her. Ooh. I texted her while I'm sitting right there with her, texting her. Never serve me food from Sam's Club again. <laughs> Frozen, unthawed peas and frozen, unthawed shrimp. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! So I guess you don't like shrimp anymore. <laughs> I know I like I love shrimp, but this was it was the nastiest meal I ever ate in my entire life. I don't even know if I want to continue dating it. It was so bad. Oh, oh. Right, gun loaded. <laughs> you mean she she doesn't get any points for effort? No. See, this is what I'm talking about earlier. I, I, no, I, maybe, I can't, maybe she's not out and doesn't know how to cook. I mean, you can't blame her for no, that. No, she said it. She said. She said. She said. She said. I'm not the best cook. She said that. Okay. She said I'm not the best cook. But I mean, this was this was this was ridiculous. I mean, this was this was really bad. I mean, it was really bad. It was just time for I, you, you know, to be in the kitchen and, with her, Joe. Is she gonna become a stepchild? Joe, are you a cook? A what? I Joe, are you a cook? Right there we go, Linda. That's where I, I'm I can, going. I can make. I'm no, I'm not. I'm not a great cook. I, I'm, salmon, salmon is my thing. I can make some mean salmon. I, I can make you okay, slap so, your mama with you my salmon. But so right, I'm not so a great cook. Why don't you guys get in the kitchen together? Well. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but I don't, I don't know what was. Look, this woman is fifty-six years old. She never been married because they they say the way to a man's heart is through his stomach, yes, and I God. can see why she ain't never got married because if she <laughs> six similar meals like this, 
with other <laughs> men that she's dated. I can see why she never got a marriage proposal. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! I can see. Listen, so Joe. She is now oh going to become the Maybe you guys can go to the local high school and take right. a class the or something. Chick. Come on now. No, not the, the side chick. chick. The the side chick. <laughs> she going to be the step oh, chick. Oh, we can just go out. I don't have a problem with going out. We can just go out. I, I, don't, I, I love going I enjoy going out. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, just don't just throw anything together. I mean, you know, don't. When you unfreeze food from Sam's Club <laughs> and think that's going to be, you know, satisfactory mm-hmm. to a man, I mean, Come on! Oh my! Goodness. You gotta, you know. There was just some comments. No, really, I'm, I'm really thinking about. I'm really thinking. I don't know if this relationship can continue. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, it was that bad. It, it was that bad. Oh my wow. goodness! Do you guys? Do you guys have um, Trader Joe's on the East Coast? Yeah. Trader Joe's. Yes, yeah, Trader it's Trader Joe's. Joe's. Yeah, 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 it's in yeah, Columbia. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah, yeah. almost all the housewives in LA, they all go to Trader Joe's. And they always get on and they say, Linda, why don't you go to Trader Joe's? I'm like, what do I need a Trader Joe's for? It's all frozen food, pre made food. That's not cooking. I-, I think these women would shrivel up and die because they really don't know how to cook. You know, they're mm. tearing open a package this and throwing in the ingredients that and. It's all prepared food. Wow! I know, so, I know one who don't know how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry, Joe. You had to go through that. Right. She is now labeled the step yeah. chick. chick. The step chick. <laughs> we have. Look, we look, have. I I was, look, Randy, Randy. I thought I was gonna have to. I thought I was gonna. I thought I was gonna have to get somebody getting in a Heimlich maneuver after I ate that stuff. Oh my god! Oh. Bro, Pepto Bismol on deck. I'm like, when's the last time you talked to it? Oh man, <laughs> did you delete her number? At least delete the number, please. I think he's done. He's done. I think he's done, right? Yeah. It, well, I mean, it's, 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 it's a deal it's, breaker. It's, it's it's pretty bad. It's 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 pretty it's 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 bad. I mean, she just seems to be, you know. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I don't I don't know if we can move forward. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm with you, Joe. We'll need you know what? No food I, would, I would see the glasses half full. You know, I would I would just uh, go check out a cooking class together. It'd be fun. I look, I'm with Joe. No, I need I need to take that I need to take that half full glass and just pour it out into the sink because everything she gave me was bad. I'm with Joe. It's still it nothing. Vodka, right? Listen, <laughs> drink it, drink yourself to death. I'm oh with, my God, I'm, Joe. I'm you sorry got you to had go, that girl. experience, but I mean I wouldn't hold that against her. If you can't cook, but, um, just... and I got to deal with you as a headache, I'd take you out to see the movie. And the movie is called Get Out. And I come home to this. <laughs> you got to get out. <laughs> Please, I'm get, sorry. get out. Bye. It's time to go. You know what this reminds me of? You can see it in lighting. It's more effective, right? 
Listen, I'm you saw that it, on the big screen. Get out. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> right. This Get out and me. shoot yourself. This reminds me of Boomerang. Remember when he was in the bed and he was pulling up the sheets to look at her feet to see if she had oh, good yeah. feet or not? Oh. Joe was like, uh, she can't cook. Joe, run, though, run. Oh, bro. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm already halfway out of there. I'm just, I'm, 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 weigh, I'm weighing it. I'm weighing it all, you know? Mm. Yeah. Wow. You know? All right, so listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this. I, th- I think I think you better change your social media page. It should say "No cook, no look." Next. Right. Oh, that's, that's gonna be. Oh, <laughs> no cook, I'm, no. We gotta, we gotta to, make that I'm a shirt. Go on, I'm gonna have to go on ourtime.com and I'm gonna put that on my profile on ourtime.com. <laughs> oh my god. Or match. dot com. Actually, I gotta actually I gotta I gotta put you up on match. Match.com is pretty good. I like match. That's probably why you why you met somebody who couldn't cook because you on you on there on, on plenty of fishes getting women. Oh, don't let them come for you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a quick break. When I come back, I'm gonna give my final thoughts. We're gonna give the plugins to everyone's social media and what everyone got coming up. Um, so stay tuned, real quick. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Thank you. I was dreaming about a deal at the age of 13. I was feeding for the meals, I ain't talking Burger King. Some of my niggas in the field, all they did was surfing. Skills, I had skills all day rehearsing. The pretty boys had them jails, spent their time flirting. All they wanted was some waves like they could surfing. Hold up now, don't get it twisted, I ain't hating, do your thing. I was like a young Simba, couldn't wait to be the king. Now I is the prince. Hopped over the fence with a grass weight greener. Look at Shawty ass, wait meaner. Something like Serena mixed with Trina, have you seen her? She fine enough to be Miss Howard, word to Adina. My money like a senior, I graduate. Now it's time to eat, I'm letting all my niggas grab a plate. Gravitate the real shit, stay away from phonies. These just heard about me, now they acting like they know me. Keep on saying, where you going? It ain't no telling. Yeah. Hey, where you going? Hey, it ain't no telling. Yeah. They keep on saying, where you going? It ain't no telling, yeah, can't tell you where I'm going, you know I won't stop, goodbye to the bottom, hello to the top, uh, part of the interruption, a proper introduction is necessary when you're this legendary man, greedy just wouldn't let me in the cafeteria, cause they ain't believe, suddenly they Presbyterian, the f***ing librarians, they looking me up, she got a Jones like Marion, she looking me up, then we cut, look how she say my name, I got a moaning J. Cole, they used to say Jermaine, I never change, I'm like a corpse in a coffin, six feet deep, I was low, just a dollar and some hope, fix me, cause I was broke, plus the that I would smoke would make it worse, Lord please let my problems disappear like Ron Mercer, I'm a star, converse, conversing with them girls, with them curves like curses, they open like curtains, cause my is unheard of like curses on the radio, same just used to play me though, now they yelling, where you going? It ain't no time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, where you going? It ain't no time. Yeah. They keep on saying, where you going? It ain't no time. Yeah. I can't tell you where I'm going. You know I won't stop. 
ride to the bottom, yeah, the low to the I top. left the city for a minute, but it's still on my back. Told my chicken, hey, I'm finna put the veil on the map. I'll be back, and I'm coming with a deal in the plat. Cause uh. I'm ill, if they couldn't make uh. a rat. Pour liquor for my Uh. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. The Chew on that show has been tremendous. It's been amazing. Yes. Oh, man. I, I, first first day back on radio, and I must say it has been a full-out fun. It's been a blast. Um, the topic has been somewhat controversial yet fun. Um, but I'm going to give my final thoughts real quick, and then Aww. I'm going to let everyone... Uh, Plugging their social media outlets and what they got going on. Um, you know, step parenting and, and 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 being a stepchild. I chose this topic because, to be honest, um, I know I said a lot of things on the show today, but to be honest, if if I'm married to you and you have a child. If I don't have a conversation with that child's biological father, I am the father. Mm. If that father's not in the child's life, I become the father. I take full responsibility for the success and the failure of that child because they are being brought up under my leadership. Um, now, if the father is there, then I will have a conversation with the father to see how I can assist him and making sure that his child is raised the way that he feels is necessary because the child came from his loins and I'm already in the relationship with the mother so that would have to be a conversation that all three of us sit down and have together um, and map out a game plan on the best way to raise the child because what happens is we cannot parent based upon what we feel should or should not happen we should parent based upon what's best for the child um, I have uh, four children, and I have uh, my oldest son and my youngest son um, are two different personalities. I can yell at my oldest son all day long; he'll smile, and he, you know, he'll be good. He'll understand exactly what I'm saying. My younger son, if I look at him the wrong way, he's going to be emotional all day. So I can't parrot them the same, and both of them came from me. But because I spent time with the child to build a relationship to know that, um, then I understand that if they both get in trouble, how to handle them differently, but yet at the same time. Um, parenting is one of the most important <coughs> aspects of being a human being. It's what we have. 90 seconds. It's the carry-on of who we are. Um, and if we don't get that down packed, if we don't get the relationship in the home down packed, then we're lost as a society, period. Um, one of the things that I remember uh, 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 BT saying on uh, Zoe's uh, Zoe What Morning Show one time was that um, the black families at one point were very strong. 60 seconds. But, shut up, blog talk. But uh, Lyndon... Johnson bought the votes of the black folks and split up the homes mm. um, with certain government assistant programs you couldn't have the mail in, in the home things like that play a role in society today um, 
and I feel that parenting is one of the most important aspects of being a human being. Um, do you realize that there's 24 million children that are in America right now that without are without a father? Yes. Um, you know, and I'm not just saying that to get on the fathers because there's a lot of mothers that, that ain't worth nothing anyway. Um, and then with that being said, they're four times more at risk to seconds. have a greater pro poverty uh, than any other child who has a father. Um, they also are seven times more likely to become pregnant as teenagers, and they're more likely to have behavior problems. Now, this is all statistics um, that I got um, online. However, looking at society and the experiences that we that I've seen, and being a mentor and a community worker, I I have to agree. Um, when there's a father in the home, there seems to be a level of discipline there where the child can correct his ways as they grow a maturity. In other situations, um, without both the parents being there or one of them missing, um, there, there seems to be a tougher time. Now for some children that motivates him to be good. Um, my biological father not being in my life until I was in my 20s motivated me to never leave my biological children's life no matter what happens. Um, and so, um, you know, you have situations like that as well. So I'm not speaking absolute truth. I'm speaking my opinion on a general sense. And um, I just feel like if we can take the word step out of child and parent, then it will resolve at least 35 to 45% of the problems that goes on in the homes when it comes to the step parents and the step children. With that being said, um, I appreciate everyone listening. The Chew on That Show is back every Thursday from 10 to noon. Um, I want everyone to give their social media plugs so people can follow you and anything you want to plug in. Starting with Joe, then we're going to hit uh, DT, then we're going to go to Lady J. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, um, you can catch me uh, this month uh, on a serious XM 98 I'm the featured comedian of the month on Sirius so uh, if you have Sirius you know you can check me out on there also you can go to my my Facebook I'll, I'll, I'll post my shows on my Facebook it's Joe Record R-E-C-C-A Joe Record or my website I have my events and shows coming up on my website website JoeRecker.com okay okay DT Thank you for remembering my quote. That was very sweet of you. Yeah, people need to go look that up. It's called The Great Society, uh, the plans that were enacted by Lyndon Johnson to exchange governmental programs, welfare programs, in exchange for votes, for getting the votes. So, yeah, we need to go read our history. You, you also had a question about the institutionalization of our children, uh, you know, the churches and the government agencies and everybody else putting their hand in the pot. I absolutely think that's happening today. Uh, you know, the people who are in charge at the top, the Rockefellers, um, you know, et cetera, they want a divided household. So yes. be aware, read, see what's going on. They want split up families because a nuclear family is strong. And, you know, we should do everything in our power to fight that, to fight the breakup of the family because they want us, you know, all weak and dumb and out on the street, right? 
because we're easier to control that way. Yeah. So yeah. just beware. Anyway, thank you for having me co-host your show. Uh, it's an honor and a pleasure. And you can find me on my own radio show in Los Angeles. It's KMET 1490 AM for those of you who are not in Los Angeles. Uh, you can live stream me from my new mobile app, uh, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Get it on iTunes. The Android app will be coming out probably in about three, four weeks, so we're working on that right now. Um, you can also get the live stream from my radio show. Um, also visit me on my Facebook fan page. Same name as the show, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, and um, I'll post once a week like who my guests are, what the topic is, how to listen to the show, uh, you know, either live or we also have it on demand. I'm on SoundCloud. Tune in and also my mobile app on demand. So I'll look forward to to uh, seeing you guys. Yeah, yeah, man, it's 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 amazing to have you on the show and be a co-host. You're an inspiration and an aunt. Um, <laughs> Lady J, give me your social media plugs. Yes, uh, well, you guys can find me out on Twitter, uh, Mrs. Underscore J Holly, or Facebook and Instagram at Jimmy's Underscore Holly. Um, yeah, I'm working. Thanks to Randy speaking some things into existence that uh, Jamise Lady J is going to be having a radio show coming in the summer called Holly for Hearts starting in June. So you can be on the lookout for that. Nothing is established right now, but we're I'll be working with Randy picking his brain. So yeah, I got you, I got you. reach me. I'm so excited. We finished one show. Now. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, was yeah. so much fun. I know. Listen. Right. Everyone that's listening and watching, um, thank you. I'm back. Yeah, I've been getting ever since the last show. I've been getting so many emails, inboxes, tweets, the whole nine for the past two years. Like, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? Like, it's been crazy. So I'm back now. Um, we're gonna have a lot of controversial topics. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun. It's gonna be exciting. We're here every Thursday from ten to twelve. Um, noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us on Facebook. The webpage, the website is getting built as we speak. Um, and of course, you can call into the show 563 999 3098. I want to thank everyone. I want to thank my co host Linda and Lady J. I want to thank my special guest Joe Recker. Shout out to my big bro Zoe. Man, I appreciate everyone. Until next time, same time, same back cave. It's Mr. Chew on that. We out. Peace. Now I was dreaming about a deal at the age of thirteen. I was being